It's time to breathe new life into the social entrepreneur by empowering you to make a living through fulfilling work that will impact lives. You'll make money, but more importantly, you'll make a difference. Welcome to the Change Creator Podcast. It's time to build a business with purpose. Now here's your host, Adam Force. What's up, everybody? This is your host, Adam Force. Welcome to the Change Creator Podcast Show. Um, Let's kick it off real quick with an update, and that is the current release. Today is November 7th, so if you're listening to this, November 15th should be the next magazine. Um, We're just getting the final touches put on the design, and then we got to have a quick editorial review. So hopefully we'll be on time, but we might fall behind just by a couple of days. So hang in there with us. We have an incredible story with award-winning social entrepreneur, Taddy Bletcher, who's just crushing it in the education space in South Africa and starting to get more global. Um, And then we also have marketing guru, Russell Brunson. You might've seen him flying around the internet because he's crushing it with quick funnels. Um, So we we tap into his insights and we do a a full interview there. We're going to share that. Guys, this issue is packed with really good stuff. Stuff, so don't miss it. It's coming out soon. Uh, we'll keep you posted on it. Um, and in this episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking to um, and in this edition of the podcast, we'll be talking to special guest Lee Martin Martinuzzi. I think I got that. Lee Martinuzzi. Uh, that's a tough last name. Um, Lee is an awesome guy. He is a lifestyle design expert. Uh, He was one of these guys in corporate that made the transition over um, because he just wasn't satisfied, as many people are not today. Um, So he's become a job creator, as uh, Muhammad Yunus would say. And uh, Lee is the author of two books, Four Pillars of Success, Delegate to Freedom. Um, And he has a third one. I'm not sure if it's out yet, um, The Ultimate Life Map. Uh, He also has one of the top-rated podcasts. It's called The Hidden Why. Um, I was actually honored to be a guest on that show. You can check it out. You can just stop by our website at changecreator.com or his website, thehiddenwhy.com, and listen to that episode. We talk about all kinds of good stuff. Um, guys, without further ado, we're going to talk um, a little bit to Lee and see what he has to say about uh, making it happen, designing the life you want, and all that good stuff. So, I know you're going to dig this. Hey, Lee, thanks for joining the Change Creator Podcast Show. How are you doing today, man? Man, Adam, good. Good to be here. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. We survived the floods in South Florida, and um, you know, Start looking up. Sun is out. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, so listen, I appreciate you jumping on the line. I think um, your your mission and your focus with what you're doing with the hidden why is really going to resonate with our audience, and uh, you'll have some some good insights as you do coaching and things like that that I think people can benefit from. <clears throat> Absolutely, man. Hope I can provide some value. Mm-hmm. So so let's just give everybody a little background. Um, I know you have from some corporate experience um let's let's i guess start there um you know what led you actually i want to know why did you get into corporate to begin with and then once you did how did you get into the hidden why okay so let's connect those dots for people yeah well it's a long story i've had a a variety of backgrounds i'm one of those people that just love change and i think it's it's pretty common in this day and age um so yeah that's been throughout my life been pretty consistent um look i got into corporate really by accident i I went traveling after I finished my university degree, didn't really know what I was doing in life, and thought, okay, it'd be a good idea to just travel overseas. 
opportunities and um, see what opportunities are there and then have right. a bit of fun. So I did that for about four years. And then I, I went home for a wedding. I was planning to travel more, but my brother decided to get married inconveniently for me. <laughs> and uh, I went home and enjoyed his wedding down in Melbourne, um, which I, I never really sort of experienced before. So it was good to, to go there anyway. Yeah. And I did a bit of a travel around there while I was there. And anyway, lo and behold, I stayed with my brother and his his newlywed wife uh, for a while and then that continued on and then I decided to just stay in Melbourne and and I thought perhaps it's time to settle down and find my roots and you know mature up a little bit um, so that's sort of what I did I yeah. started to look for opportunities I wasn't sure what I would do I've always been a bit entrepreneurial in nature so I set up a tourist business um, that didn't last for too long but I set it up and <laughs> did a tour down the, the Great Ocean Road which I never experienced before I just I managed to find about um, a dozen Japanese tourists and I load them into a bus that I rented and took them down this, this beautiful <laughs> part of Melbourne. So I was, I was on a bus, I had about a, half, a, a dozen Japanese people and anyway I took them on a tour um, and at the time I was still applying for other jobs, I really didn't know what to do. I've, I've got a background in hospitality so I was sort of looking at hospitality as options but it wasn't really um, the, the thing I wanted to get back into again, I wanted to do something different and I, I applied for one job which looked quite promising and it had a very good paycheck and um, some high responsibilities and some good challenge. So I thought that'd be great and um, didn't really expect the opportunity to come my way, but it did. Um, and that was uh, as an area manager working for a, a large um, multinational retailer right. as, uh, as you know, in corporate. So I, I got the role with them and um, that's how I got into it, you know, purely really by accident. I applied but didn't didn't have the vision that that's what would be on my plan, on my radar. Mm-hmm. And I, I navigated my way through corporate for another, what, five, six, seven years after that, I believe it was. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I spent my time there. And, and I think your question was how how did I get into the hidden why from there? Mm-hmm. Look, I, I transitioned from corporate um, into real estate uh, and that again sort of wasn't by wasn't by choice. It was almost by universal force. Uh, <laughs> I that? was I was fired from my job. I was terminated um, yeah. from from that last position because I changed from one company to another mm. in in corporate and and did that for a while. But it became very disheartening and and my attitude was was just really not good. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, it was, it was a big it was a big case. It was unfair dismissal. At the end of the day, but whatever happened, I was fired and I lost that job. And you know that change was a little bit difficult at the time. But just before that, I started getting into podcasts and and self you know transformation, personal development. And I, I had one podcast in particular I listened to that really started to give me some positive positive messages and some practical you know techniques and stuff that I could use in my daily life. And that started to change my attitude um, just prior to being fired from that job. And even though I was fired, I still seemed to manage that changed with a lot more ease than I probably would have had in the past. You know, it didn't really seem to upset me. I was actually excited by the opportunity. And part of it is because I knew that that job wasn't right for me anymore. I knew deep down that I wanted to make change because I I was sitting there and I, I, one day I reflected and I just said, is this really what I want to be doing for the rest of my life? And, and I wasn't really happy in life, you know, so I couldn't see the connection there. So whilst I wanted to do that, I wasn't courageous enough to make the change myself because I didn't know what to do. Now, if I left that job, what else would I do? Um, So I I feel the universe sometimes conspires to to push us in in the direction we want to go. And certainly that was my sort of optimistic or positive takeaway from being fired. And and it was the best change in my life. Uh, It forced me to look for a work that, you know, I'd feel more comfortable with. I didn't want to go back to working for someone um, because that sort of rubbed me the wrong way. I wanted to do something that was sort of 
my own challenge that I could put in effort and see the rewards myself, um, which typically in corporate, you know, you can put in all the effort you want, but you don't always see the rewards coming back. And I wanted more freedom because a part of, you know, the I worked in retail and, and the, the hours were very demanding. It didn't allow me to have weekends off generally. You know, nights were, were a part of the routine. Um, so I wanted to have that freedom back where I could, you know, just easily pack up and, and go to a friend's barbecue on the weekend or, or you know, experience some, you know, whatever family time. Um, so that's that's why I went into real estate. I thought this is ideal. It's sort of my own boss. So I can work for a company, but sort of as my own boss, I can, you know, the, the income potential is not capped. And I can have that freedom. I can take time off when I want to. Now, I'm not a person that, you know, desires to take time off. I'm very um, impatient. I get bored quite easily. So I'm not doing something. I can be quite uh, irritable. Um, so, you know, it was just nice to have that freedom, that, that sense of freedom. And that, that was really good. And um, so that's, that's where I would let into the hidden why. During my time as a real estate agent for three years, I started to get more and more into personal development and started to see the benefits coming through in my own life. And I wanted to share that. I, I love writing. So I started writing it as a blog. And eventually, the hidden why, um, you know, it started as a blog and then it turned into a podcast. And it's really just sharing what I'm learning, sharing my experiences um, in efforts to help others um, to improve their lives as well so they can move towards greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Because I believe they're the fundamental goals that we all want to chase towards, not chase towards, but go towards. Um, yeah. despite the past that can get there, I think that's the that's the, the ultimate goals for all of us. And and perhaps if we can't connect with that, um, that's a big part of the problem why we can't find our purpose. Yeah, so, you know, your site is the hidden why, right? And I'm just curious, so let's talk about the why a little bit. I mean, it's something that's thrown around quite a bit in the entrepreneur world. So anybody out there that's been, you know, diving into the world of entrepreneurship for a while, you've probably heard that you have to kind of understand your why. So just from your perspective, um, let's talk about the importance of that and, you know, what it means to you and, and how, like, how that fuels the entrepreneur. Any insights you can share on that? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a tough one, isn't it? It's I, I call the why our purpose, our reason. Um, it's it's our driving force. It's our motivation um, to to do what we do. It really helps us create a purposeful existence. And if we're not connected to that why, we tend to be guided um, externally by external expectation, external elements um, of our environment, and we usually. Um, you know, get driven by our ego as well. And sometimes the ego is good for pushing us forward to achieve things, but sometimes it can put us down paths that we really don't want to go down. And and that's sort of the realization I had. I, you know, it's easy to look around you and go, what is, you know, what is our neighbors doing? What is, you know, what are my friends doing? Look on Facebook, what are these people doing? And we sort of become guided by what everyone else is doing. And that's certainly the way I felt. Um, I felt I didn't have a real connection with what I wanted in life. And so I was doing all these things, you know, you know, working um, a job, um, working very hard, working long hours in efforts to make more money so I could buy, you know, a nice car and, and all yeah. this stuff that, to be honest, really didn't matter to me. I've never been a car person. And on my vision board at the time, I had a you know, picture of a nice Jaguar on my – and I'd love a Jaguar. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, but I had this, this, this picture of a Jaguar on my, on my board and, and – I didn't really connect with it for years and, and it wasn't until, you know, I started to look within as to what do I really want, you know, what are my values, what's important to me when I started to look into that and that's what I classify as our why, that that internal guide. Um, when I started to look at that, it, all these things didn't really matter to me and that's when you can start aligning yourself with what's really important and when you align yourself with your life with what's really important to you, that's when you get that congruency and life just becomes 
Uh, much more beautiful, uh, to be honest. And it might sound a bit vague and, and hippie, but it, that's that's the real <laughs> process of it. I really believe that alignment is critical. Um, yeah. You know, the motivation to to get up every day and do what we do. If you just don't have that motivation, it's likely because you don't really have purpose. You don't. You're not doing something that you love. You're not doing something that really ticks some boxes for you. You're doing it for everyone else, and that is a path I, I believe to to regret. And I think that's a path of suffering and and displeasure yeah. and that's the path that I don't want to take and it took me that that time to really connect within and go well what do I really want and then once I realize that how can I set up my life in a way that um, helps me achieve that yeah um, <clears throat> there's a lot of truth to everything you're saying I agree and you know I, I always talk about like the Christmas Eve effect you know are you excited to wake up in the morning like you were when you were a kid right when Christmas is coming for those that celebrate <laughs> and um, you know it's true at the end of the day you it is a path of suffering you know what's the point of living if you're not waking up and doing what you want to do every day and I think a lot of people rationalize that by saying well you know it, what's most important is I'm putting food on the table for my family um, and and, I, and that is and it is, it is important, but that's one one element of you know being successful in your life. And I think that the idea of like you can make money and you can do all these things, but you can do it in a way that aligns to your values and pursuing something that is meaningful to you um, that you have a deep desire for. Because to your point, that's when you're going to wake up and be excited about the day. Like you don't have to sacrifice your own happiness in order to you know put food on the table. <laughs> So I think that's an important point. What do you think? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I think you know what you know. Once you realize what you really want, it's more attainable than you think it is. Um, you know, and that that drive towards all these things, this status, this promotion, this new car, all that stuff. You know, the bigger TV, it's never ending. It's always expanding because once you get there, once you get that TV, once you get that new job, once you have that holiday. Um, you'll find things plateau back to normal and then you're going, well, what's next? What, what do I need now? And it's because we're, we're sort of driven by this animal instinct. You know, we, we want to seek this continual uh, pleasure. That's, that's how we're, we're wired. Our, our, um, our bio biological wiring is, is um, to help us survive, but it's less, less relative for this day and age. But we still operate on that sense. Yeah. Yeah. And rather than really operating on, on the sense of humanism, you know, what, what really makes us happy inside – Right. Um, there's a good model that I came across a while ago, and it was the be, do, have model. Yeah. Uh, have you heard of that model? Yeah. I used to, there was, I, it was be, do, get. You said be, do, have. Yeah. Be, do, have, be, do, get. Yeah. Okay. Um, and most people, and, and myself included, that's how we set up our lives. Well, we do it in reverse. We go have, do, be. So we think, well, what do we want to have in life? And then we go out and do whatever we can do yeah. to allow us to have that. And then we find ourselves in a certain state of being. Right. And right. sometimes and often you know, the, the, the state of being that we're in is not conducive to how we really want to be. And if you look at the workforce out there, that you know, the stats say 85% of the workforce aren't really happy with what they're doing. Um, that's not really a good place to be in, especially if you're spending, you know, half of your waking time at work in a job that you don't love. That's got to suck. Yeah. Um, and certainly <laughs> that's not the way I'd like to, to live my life. No. Um, and the, the model says, let's do it in reverse. How do I really want to be? And, and you know, you've got all the visual. Um, you've probably you talked about the, the visualization techniques before and mm -hmm. it's probably on your website as well. But, you know, visualize how you really want to be in life. You know, what's really important to you? Visualize that future and then say, okay, well, what, what, do I, what can I do to, to help me create that? Not what can I do in, in 20 years' time to help reach that, but what can I do today to, to really 
live more closely and aligned with that that ideal visual day. Yeah. Um, and then once you start figuring out what you can do, you'll start having what you need. And you, so, so you really become more purposeful once you connect with that. You, you start doing what's necessary, what's purposeful um, to, to getting you close to that. You start having what's necessary and purposeful. You know, you don't need all this stuff that we think we need. And, man, I live in Japan now. I packed up everything, sold my investment properties, um, got rid of a lot of the furniture. We yeah. still have a container there in Australia on one of our, our well, my, my wife's parents' farm um, with some, some furniture in it. But other than that, we gave up everything. And we just came here and we live really s- simplistically, you know. And it's, it's necessary. It's just what we need. We don't need anything more. And, and for that, um, you know, we're, we're all quite happy. It's, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful time in our lives. So um, it's surprising. Once you sort of look at it from that angle, you can create the life you want um, pretty immediately. And, yeah, you can still have dreams and, and, and greater visions and ambitions to, to go after. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can start enjoying the process now, being grateful for the process now, uh, you, you just start enjoying the journey more, and that's what it's about. It's not about the expectation of, you know, 20 years' time, I might get that promotion that allows me to retire very comfortably, and then I'll do, I don't know, what, retire and, I don't know, moan around the house yeah, <laughs> looking for something else to do. I agree that, you know, just as a very small example, um, you're talking about a more um, expansive life change, you know, minimizing moving to another country, all those types of things, but... You know, just as a small example for people to relate to, we, my wife and I one year moved from a two-bedroom, two-bathroom um, apartment, this was years ago, and we moved into a one-bedroom, one-bathroom in order, because we had just three more years in, in the city, right? And we decided, let's, let's move and save the money. That saves us 20 grand over the next three years. And because we were downsizing, we had to get rid of a lot of our stuff. So we're like, all right, let's make this an opportunity to just like unload and, and, and live more minimally, right? And mm. when you start getting, you're so many things, whether it's furniture, clothes, shoes, suits, ties, whatever, you start, you're looking at it, you're like, wow, this is still in perfect condition. I can't just get rid of this or give it. But once you break the attachment <laughs> and you get rid of these things and we had no choice and we got rid of maybe 50% of our belongings, literally, we yeah. felt like a huge weight was taken off of our shoulders. Um, and it was like liberating. a relief. Huh. It was liberating. <laughs> it's a relief. And... I think you're totally right about, I think you can live whatever lifestyle, you know, that you want. And it's just that those things are not necessities, right? You don't have to make that your deep desire. Um, uh, to your point, you can live quite simply and you can get started. And when you do unload the, the nine to five job and you start doing something different and you can afford it because you live more simplistically, you, it's a huge difference in dynamic for your life. So I think you make a lot of good points and it's tough for people to break the cultural, um, you know, indoctrination of what they think they have to do. It's hard to change that pattern, you know? Yeah. And the thing is we're, we're comparing, we're continually comparing ourselves to everyone else around us, you know, society and, and doing what they're doing. And, and that's the thing, like my, what I, how I live my life right now is not for everyone. I get that. Um, but that doesn't mean you still can't achieve, you know, the lifestyle that you want. And as it relates to what matters to you and, the problem with a lot of people that maybe are in that starting position that are looking out there and going, that's easy for you to say, you know, you're there, you're doing this. Yeah. It's taken me, you know, a path and a journey to get here as well. Um, but when I started, I started living um, more aligned with how I wanted to live straight away. I still had my corporate job, you know, I still had certain things. 
but I just had to start somewhere. And for me, it was going, well, what do I love? You know, fair enough, my job wasn't great at the time. And, um, you know, elements of that weren't, weren't great. But I, I thought, well, I can still do that. But how can I, you know, inject some more passion into my life to, yep. to make it more grand? And what can I do? I mean, what am I doing in life that's perhaps not necessary, not purposeful to to how I really want to be? And that's when I started to just change a few things, you know, like I used to start waking up a little bit earlier, started to put some exercise in my morning. I started to write first thing in the morning because writing just, I don't know, gave me some joy. Yep. So I started to do that in the morning. I started to switch off the TV at night. You know, these little things just started to snowball and accumulate to a point where I found myself um, you know, selling everything, packing up and moving to Japan to, to really focus on the hidden why and what I do here. Right. So um, a small transition and you got a taste of how that felt, those changes in your life, like small changes that you were changing the pattern. Like, so your routine is changing, which is giving you different, um, I guess, senses of fulfillment in a way. Just like you said, you got joy from writing, you're waking up a little earlier, getting more out of your day, exercising, all these little changes led you to say, Wow, this kind of feels good. Let's keep pushing it, right? Yeah, it just keeps you going. It keeps it keeps developing, evolving your why. You know, exactly. as you, you've got to keep connecting with that. And look, there's there's going to be challenge. We all know that. There's challenge. There's work. There's there's obstacles that get in your way. Um, there's times where you just go, Jesus, is this really worth it? Um, but when I can already smell, um, you know, the the new life, and I can feel how good it is. The, the thought of going back to where I was just doesn't want it doesn't satisfy me and and so that keeps me going that keeps pushing me forward that's the motivation you know and and that's really what it is you need that that self-motivation and you're only going to find that self-motivation if you really love what you do and if the reward is really um, beneficial for you internally not for everyone else you know the the reward of a, a promotion to get more money to buy a car I mean, that's probably just to please an ego that wants to be satisfied by its its external definition. But if you can really find reward that pleases you, and that's, you know, by contributing, by offering some value, by doing something bigger than yourself, I think that's when you find the, the motivation to keep going. Absolutely. Um, I think you just hit the nail on the head. And that's exactly what Tony Robbins said in our interview. He's like... He's like, you, you, you want to play for something bigger than yourself. Um, and that just stuck with me. Um, he was talking about you know, success and happiness and those types of things. And he said the, the gift of labor is one of the most sacred gifts that you can give. So play for something bigger than yourself. That's basically what it was, which was, mm. I thought was pretty, pretty awesome. And I keep hearing similar things from people. And so you just have to start looking at it saying, okay, I've heard this now in some shape or form from 10 of the most successful people in the world. So there's got to be something to it. <laughs> you know? There's got to be some truth. And, and see, again, we look at these people like Tony Robbins and go, oh, how are they playing bigger? And they're, they're big players, you know? They are. Um, and that's, they weren't that's, always. that comparison sometimes puts us off. So just start start small. Just help someone out in the street, you know, or do something nice. <laughs> yeah, but when you look at his story, for example, when he was young, he had a tough time with his mother and all this other stuff. And there yep. was a time where he did a janitor job just so that he could earn enough money to pay for two families Thanksgiving um, dinners. Yeah. So he started yeah. small, but that was he, what he found out was how good it felt to give. And he decided I want to continue to give to people and help in some way. And that just became his life mission. But he started there just like you're saying, just do a small act of kindness or do something that aligns with your, your, you know, what makes you happy basically. Yeah, I think if you can inject some passion to it, I mean, there's I've I've created a, the ultimate life map, which if for your audience listening, yeah. um, it's a book that I'm writing right now, so it'll be something that I'll be cool. hopefully publishing later this year or early next year. Mm -hmm. um, but if they want to go to thehiddenwide.com and subscribe mm -hmm. to my my newsletter, they'll be up to date with that. 
Um, but that sort of highlights those those elements like contribution and and how to find that and um, you know where to start because it's sometimes a little bit daunting at the start when you're on that journey, totally. you know, to create that new life. But if you can really connect, and this is why I keep going back to the why, and I keep going back to my why now, uh, it's never ending. <laughs> um, because it helps me make the decisions, you know. I'm, I'm making a decision now. Should we stay in Japan or should we um, go back to Australia, you know? Right. And this is a big decision for us as a family. Um, but it really comes back to going, well, what's really important to me? What's going to really matter at the end of my life? Exactly, um, yeah. I talk with people all the time, you know. I just think, you know, they're, they're talking about their career and their struggles and, you know, their, their um, dissatisfaction for life. And I just have to look at it and say, well, what's really important at the end of your life? What are you going to reflect back on and go, well, geez, I'm great. I'm grateful that I did that and spent my time doing that. Exactly. Um, and if you can't look back and say that's something that I'll be grateful of, then go for the other option, the thing that you're going to be grateful of because, you know, that's that's just life, you know. You might as well enjoy the, the journey and um, you can still have everything you want but just find ways to enjoy it. Find ways to love what you're doing. There's um, a – did you watch Steve Jobs' commencement speech from – Stanford University. Have you ever seen that? Um, you know, I've seen so many Steve Jobs things. I don't know <laughs> if I saw that one or not. It's just, it's just one fresh in my mind. <laughs> yeah. I watched it recently and he said, you know, he used to wake up for 33 years every morning and he'd look in the mirror and say, "Is am I excited about what I'm about to do today? And he said, if, if there was a no to that answer that was a few days in a row, he knew that there was some change to be made. And I think you know, just that message, it's so simple but powerful. If, yeah. if you're waking up every day and you're not excited, if there's a no in your day, if you get up and say, oh, I have to do this, I have to do that, rather than I get to do this, I get to do that, you know, the opportunity of the day, yeah. then there's something that's got to change. And it might just be a little thing that you could change. And and we, we know what that change is. We're reluctant to act on some of the changes that we know about um, because it's hard, because it's painful. Um, but there's people that can help you out there to, to you know, do that as well. But if you're waking up, that's what you got to do. Hey, you can't just suck it up and keep on going with it, just hoping that it's going to get better because that that system is flawed. That doesn't work. Well, <laughs> you have to, to work and make the change ourselves. Yeah, yeah, you're going to be miserable. And got, you know, there's a great um, segment from I don't know if you know Alan Watts. He's a philosopher. Um, he has a segment, and you could probably do a Google, a YouTube search for it. But someone made like a video around his commentary, and it's called "What If Money Was No Object." And he says exactly these things, where he's like, you know, what's the point of getting up every day and going to do something that you hate just so you can go on doing something that you hate? <laughs> you know, and it's like the way he puts it, it's all very perspective shaping. Yeah. yeah, and what's, I mean, what's the, yeah, I mean, again, it depends on how big the change is, but the worst that could happen, what's the worst that could happen by doing something for yourself and, and trying something a little bit different, you know? And what's the best um, that can happen at the same time? So Absolutely, like, look at, at all the, the possible day, futures. You look yeah. at all the possible outcomes, and one, you accept the, the possible, like any, any outcome, you accept the good, the bad, whatever it might be, and even if the bad happens, you now have a probably, depending, like you said, how big the change is or effort you're doing, you have an experience now that you could talk about and learn from. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, before we wrap up your, your podcast, you got a, a great podcast that you do. Um, and so w what kind of guests are you having and what can people get that are listening here? Like, what can they get, expect to get from that? I think inspiration, motivation, and certainly, you know, techniques, tools, lessons to yeah. help us really on that journey, um, a journey that's more congruent with our why, more, more congruent with, with, our, with our own path. 
Um, so that's that's sort of the the premise or the mission of the show. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, it's about you know the tagline is to live life with greater passion and purpose. So it's about finding things that you love, enjoying the process um, that you that you're in, and then doing everything with greater purpose. Yeah, you, know, you know, being yeah. conscious about what you're doing, being conscious about what you think you need, what you think you want or have. Um, and make sure it's it's got a purpose in your life. And if it doesn't, then get rid of it. That's not just the possessions that we have, but what we do as well. Yeah. Um, and really become more purposeful in that. And in that journey, I really believe we can create a life with greater freedom, fulfillment and happiness. And happiness to me is the ultimate goal. I've, you know, it sounds a little bit of, you know, sort of a, uh, what do you call it, a quirky word, happiness. It's sort of, <laughs> oh, yeah, happiness isn't real. I Fuck that. I believe happiness is real. Yeah. Um, I really do. I don't think it's about, you know, um, the, the cafe latte and, and the, the piss up with your friends on the weekend. I think it's deeper than that. Oh, yeah. Um, well, they just and, did and a study that went on for 75 years, a 75-year study. That's um, crazy. <laughs> and it was on what creates happiness. And you know what the number one outcome they have from it that they said contributes to happiness? Um, is the relationships you create in your life. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a huge component, you know. I mean, if you don't have anyone to share what you're doing with, you have no relationships, it's almost like, what's the point, <laughs> you know? It's a tough one, isn't that, relationships? Yeah. And, and, and more and more we're, we're online, um, and so we sort of move away from those really meaningful, intimate sort of relationships, and I think it's it's important to remember that. There was a study by, who, who was it, Matt, Malcolm Gladwell? It wasn't his study, but he, yeah. he talked about it in yeah. his book, um, Outliers, and it started the book yeah. off Let's go on. about the Italian community. Um, and I can't remember the name, but it was an Italian community, and they seemed to have longer lives, and they couldn't figure out why, and they looked at, you know, their diets and everything, um, and their diets didn't seem to be anything particularly special compared to some of the other communities, and, and there were, you know, immigrants at the time as well. But what they found is is exactly that. They had good relationships, you know. They would stop and talk with each other. They'd take care of each other. They're always looking out for each other. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what it's about, eh? It's, it's, again, it's one of the elements that I talk about in, in the Ultimate Life Map. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you do speaking and coaching. And so, guys, you could check out Lee's website. He has a ton of information. His podcast is great, something to jump on and check out. Um, and I guess as far as coaching and stuff goes, you help people through these processes as well. So I, I want to give you a chance to give a shout-out to your website so they can learn more about those things and they can and let them know how they can connect with you. Yeah, absolutely. So just go to thehiddenwide.com. Everything's there. You'll find um, the links to my social media. So I'm particularly on Facebook, but you'll get me on Twitter as well if you want to connect. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my email address is there as well. So you can connect me with me through through that channel. Awesome. Um, other than that, you know, check out the podcast. Subscribe if you like what you hear. Um, check out the newsletter as well. If you're interested in the ultimate life map, I'm going to run a campaign. It hasn't really come together yet, but the campaign will be um, – really in order to to you know get the book out there and get it into people that that could benefit from it get it in their hands but i want to raise funds to build skills in in third world communities um from this process that's at least the idea at the moment so if you're interested in that make sure you subscribe to my newsletter cool and uh the other part is if you're if you're interested in finding your why if you're interested in some coaching it's it's alignment work you can reach me there's a there's a link there you can set up a time we can just have an initial chat um and look if it's a fit i'd love to you know be able to assist you Cool, man. Hey, listen, you mentioned schools in developing areas. Um, did you already have schools in mind for that? 
Uh, it's very vague at the moment. I, I'm, I, I'm I bring that up because I am in touch with somebody in Uganda that has been hitting me up like all the time. I want to help in some way. I just don't have any strategy in place for it. It might be someone to talk to. He does all kinds of stuff for these kids out there. For this, they literally are building schools by hand with mud and you know plank wood planks. It's like crazy. Sweet. So it is an area. Uh, yeah, look, I, I want to do do whatever I can. Really, I mean, that's the the goal of this book is to be able to help individuals, so yeah. remove the suffering from their lives and find more happiness. Um, and that's by aligning them with their why. And from the sales that that are generated from the the book. Mm. Um, I want to just put it into, you know, people that need it, that uh, are better off than most of us are. Yeah, yeah, cool. Well, keep in mind, if, if, as you flesh that out, um, might be an option yeah, let's to help them out. Yeah. Cool. Well, Lee, I'm going to uh, be respectful of your time here, and we'll wrap up. So thanks again, guys. He's at www.thehiddenwhy.com. Check it out. You can see all the stuff he offers, uh, lots of inspiration and good content. So, Lee, thank you very much for your time and sharing all your expertise. Um, we will talk again soon. Adam, absolute pleasure. Thank you. That's all for this episode. Your next step is to join the change creator revolution by downloading our interactive digital magazine app for premium content, exclusive interviews, and more ways to stay on top of your game. Available now on iTunes and Google Play or visit changecreatormag.com. We'll see you next time where money and meaning intersect right here at the Change Creator Podcast.